Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Living Madly. I am your host, Mad, and I just want to say whatever you're doing right now, whether that be driving, working, looking at a computer, taking your dog on a walk, whatever you're doing right here, right now, I just wanted to thank you for being here with me. (laughs) You know, I have been having so much fun spending this time with you, and I hope you've been enjoying it too. But today, today's episode is going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about how to throw a bomb party. We're going to talk all about hosting and what it entails and how to host a successful party, what a successful party even is, how to get your guests involved, all the nitty gritty things that come with hosting. Um, I absolutely love hosting. It's one of my favorite things on earth. I actually get to do it for my job right now and I'm learning a lot. I thought I was a pro. I'm not, but I'm learning and I want to share these tips with you. But before we jump into all that, I just recently had a birthday. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I turned 28 years old and I'm feeling it. I I'm I'm feeling good. I honestly love a good I love a birthday and this one was fantastic. We're celebrating a little bit more tonight and we're going snowboarding tomorrow, so it's kind of turning into this whole birthday weekend and I'm just like <laughs> so so hype about it. Over the past 28 years, obviously I've learned a lot of lessons, which is why I decided to start this podcast, if you know. But the main thing that I think I've learned is that life comes with a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of shit that happens. But the most important thing to remember is that it goes on, like life goes on. And you can't really let the little things get you down. And that you get to choose how you respond to things that happen to you. I think that's like the biggest lesson I've learned. You get to choose how you respond. You get to choose how you show up. You get to choose how something is going to affect you. And the minute you know that you have a choice when things happen, like when shit hits the fan, you have a choice to either let it ruin your entire day or you have the choice to learn from what's happening, um, make some changes, and then do it a different way another time. It's kind of beautiful. Like we get, we get like resets all the time. That's the biggest thing I've learned. You get to choose how you respond. And modern happiness has taught me that happiness is a choice, you know, like, ah, it's just so fascinating. It's just, it's, it's fascinating. I love it. I love it. I love it. Life is so fun. But for my birthday, I have one wish. I guess we can lump it in. It's a birthday and a Christmas wish, honestly. My wish for you is that today, tomorrow, or Sunday, or whenever, you know what I mean? Within the next three days, do three random acts of kindness to a complete stranger. It can't be a friend. It can't be a friend. That doesn't count. I want you to put a smile on somebody's face. 
because it's the best feeling in the world, whether that be complimenting a stranger's cute sweater or shoes, you know, or a jacket. Or if you are in the drive-thru for Starbucks, maybe pay for the person behind you's order. Or if you're at a coffee shop and you see someone working really hard and they're like, they got like a stressed face on and they just like look look like they're having a day, maybe send them over a little pastry, you know? How fun would that be? I absolutely love doing this. I compliment strangers often and sometimes it just leads to the best conversations and somehow I always end up making a friend and it's just like the most beautiful thing. For instance, I went to the park yesterday with Shawboy and this girl's dog was so cute and our dogs ended up playing for a good 30 minutes and we just chatted the whole time about life and it was so awesome and towards the end we exchanged numbers and she might come over for Christmas Eve because we might be having a little gathering. So it it was really fun. It's You never know who you're going to meet, what's going to happen, how they're going to respond. But more times than often, they'll respond with a smile. And it's just always so nice knowing that you made someone's day. It's the best thing ever. That, that friends, that's living madly. <laughs> It really is. It really is. So go do it. Encourage your friends to do it. And when you do it, if you could, I don't, I don't want to encourage this too much, but if you could maybe snap a picture of you in action or take a little video of you after the whole encounter, what happened, tell us about it. And then tag me on Instagram at living.madly because I want to see all your random acts of kindness because that shit gets me pumped up. And more people need to be doing things like this. You know, it's the holiday season. I feel like everyone's a little stressed out. So if you could go out of your way to make someone's day, you're, you're going to have the best day too. It's just, that's how it works. 28 is, 28 is a pretty insane number. You know, 27 was still kind of fun, but 28, it's like, it's 28. It's serious. It sounds serious in my mind. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's because it's like two years away from 30 or what, but uh, it's crazy. You know, I'm 28, but I still feel like I'm 20 years old, just hopping through life. It's pretty wild. So I've always thought, honestly, that my thirties were going to be some of the most kick-ass years of my life. Um, I spent my twenties doing a lot of self-exploration and you know, this, like you know, my, my last, one of my last episodes, I encourage everyone to say yes, always to everything because you never know where that's going to get you. So in my twenties, I did that. I embodied that. I said yes to everything. And I tried out a lot of things, but now that my twenties are kind of coming to a close, I am finding things that I like to do a whole lot more than other things. And this 28th year of life, I'm making it my goal to become a master at one thing because I am, I'm pretty, well, I I don't want to sound conceited, but I'm good at a lot of things and I like to do a lot of things, but I have never mastered one thing. And I don't know. I just think that's like the next thing for me is mastering one thing. 
and that one thing I think is going to be this podcast because I'm just obsessed with this shit. I, I love this medium. I love talking. I love connecting. I love starting conversations and this podcast really helps with that. So that is my goal. And it's crazy because honestly, I just, I pulled a tarot card before I started this because tarot is so fun. And I asked the deck, I said, what, what did I ask the deck? I I pretty, I think I said like, what is this year going to give me? Or like, what do I need? What, what is this year going to entail? That was the question I asked. And I pulled the page of swords and in my deck the all the swords cards those represent air which also represents the realm of thought and mental energy so already I was like ooh let's go and then wouldn't you know wouldn't you know I flipped to the page with flip to where I can read the little description of the card because I don't have all the descriptions memorized just yet but I don't think that's really I mean, for for tarot card readers, that's necessary. But for, for us, I don't think that's necessary. Well, tangent, sorry, whatever. But anyway, I flipped open to the page. And this is the description. The page of swords ushers in a new challenge. Focused on words and ideas. <laughs> I, after that sentence, I literally lost my shit. I was like, oh, wow, here we go. And then it goes, interpreted literally... This could mean you've just started writing a novel or perhaps accepted a job as an etymology professor. I don't know if I said that word right. But more often than not, it simply means you're facing a big task and you're about to wet your pants with either excitement or fear. Harness this anxious energy and use it. Sure, your brain is abuzz with an unruly swarm of thoughts, but the right shaped funnel can pour them into your work in a constructive way. Craft your ideas with care and discipline, and you'll have nothing to fear. Boom, baby. I literally, the whole time I was reading that, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is describing this podcast. And I just, I love when worlds collide, man. I love when it comes full circle. It's just so fun. It's so fun. Oh boy. I loved that. So that was like fun. I was freaking out and I just felt like I needed to share. But anyway, the holidays are coming. And, you know, it's really fun having a birthday around Christmas because I get to do a lot of things. I get to see family. I get to see friends. It's like all in one lump sum. And it's awesome. This year, however, when we went to go book plane tickets home, uh, a one plane ticket costs $1,300. And I was like, you know what? We are not, I am not, I'm not doing it. I love everyone. Luckily we got to see our family a lot this fall. They came for an Eagles game to Denver. And then we also got to see them at the wedding in St. Pete. And, you know, it's been really fantastic. Had we not seen our family so much this fall, I'd absolutely be flying home to see them because I love them. But this year, Graham and I decided that we are going to stay in Denver. We got a Christmas tree. We got Shaw Boy all the presents. We're going we're gonna to spend Christmas with Shaw Boy. And I, I'm just like so excited about it. It's kind of relieving knowing that we don't have anywhere to be at any certain time. I've had a really busy holiday season with work. So being able to just relax 
and spend Christmas together, just the two of us, is going to be awesome. But we are thinking of hosting a Christmas Eve party. Graham's family does it every year and it's the most epic party. And so we were like, you know what? Let's throw our own. So if you're in Denver and you're staying for the holidays and you need just some friends to be around, please shoot me a DM because we'd be more than happy to have you at our party. Parties are so fun. So now we're going to get into it, I think. I don't know. They're just so fun. I love hosting, but it's an art. I've learned it's a true art. And there's a lot of subliminal tips and tricks that go into it. I've done some research for this episode because I know there's a lot of experts out there, but I think some some things that I'm going to give you today are just like easy takeaways that you can easily implement. First things first invites. You got to send out an invite. Nowadays, it's like, it's fun. And you can create an invite anywhere. Canva has a lot of fun templates for you to use. Graham loves to make his own. He'll always like make his own on uh, Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator. He's he's crafty like that. I just kind of give him the theme that we're going with and then he just runs with it and it's awesome. But with the invitation, you really have to set the intention of what type of party you want to throw. Is it going to be a themed party? Is it going to be a dinner party? Is it going to be a dance party? Like, is it going to be a late night dance party or like rave situation? You have to figure that out ahead of time and then make your invitation coincide with that. It's very important. It sets the intention for the whole night. The guests know what they're getting into. They can dress appropriate, like accordingly, whatever. Like it just, invitations just make for an easier night because then you don't have people texting you like, what are we doing tonight? What should I bring? Should I bring anything? What should I wear? Should I wear something crazy? Like it just kind of covers all of that for you so that you can just send out the invite in one text and you don't have to worry about it for the rest of until the party. Another huge thing is making your guests feel comfortable. It's really fun throwing a party. I love throwing parties because I feel like sometimes I'm a big connector. I love connecting one group of friends with another. So a huge tip on on doing that is making sure that your guests feel comfortable from the minute they walk through that door. We can't have stressed guests. If we have stressed guests, the whole party is going to flop. I'm, I'm telling you, it will flop. No one's going to chat. It's going to be weird. Ah, people are going to leave early, which is like the last thing you want. So you want your people to feel comfortable. And a brilliant way to do that is getting them involved. So you know how there's always a first. Somebody always shows up first. And with my firsts, I love to give them a task to do, whether it be putting out food or setting up the bar or picking the Pandora station that we listen to all night. I always love to get them involved right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like I'll still be wearing my apron, getting all the food set up and I'll be like, hey, can you help me with this? And nine times out of 10, they say yes, because they're ready. They, they're hype about the party. They want it to be fun too. So they'll help. 
And what's cool is when you get somebody involved later in the party, when they're talking to somebody, they'll bring them over to whatever they did and they'll be like, look, I helped set up this charcuterie board. I did that. I did that. And then it creates conversation, like natural conversation. And it just, it works. It's like the most magical tip I've ever learned. And I think that came from like, uh, I think it was my mom on it. I, I'm not totally sure, but she always had people, her first guests, like running around the house, helping her do things, whether it was like cleaning up this little area and setting out the tablescape. Like she always got people involved and it was always so fun to see. My mom is a brilliant host. Throughout my childhood, every Sunday we would have a muffin day and she would just invite all of her best friends over for muffins and they'd all sit around shooting the shit, just talking, talking to talk, catching up and people would stay for hours. They drink mimosas. It was so chic. I loved it. And like all the kids would just run around like crazy banshees, but it was just such a fun, fun thing. Another fun tip on how to make your guests feel comfortable is you know, creating an ambiance. So when you're creating an ambiance, if you listen to the Skinny Confidential, Lauren Bostick is a huge, huge advocate for setting up the room to hit the five senses. Like you want to think of the five senses. You want, you want the room to smell good. You're, you want you want things to smell good. You want them to walk in and be like, oh yeah, this is nice. You want things to look good. You want music playing. You want things for them to use their hands and touch and get involved, whether that be food, alcohol, whatever. You need to have things for people to do with their hands because people get weird sometimes if they don't have anything in their hands. I mean, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I get weird if I don't have anything in my hands, but you want to focus on the five senses and that's how you create a fun, fun ambiance. So like, for instance, if you're having a dance party, you're going to want all the lasers. (laughs) You want lasers, maybe a smoke machine because that'll get people into it. You want the music blasting, like absolutely. So you want you want the music so loud that you can't even hear your own thoughts. You want there to be a bar for people to go pour their own drinks at. You also maybe want to set up like a space in your in wherever you're having this party. You want to set up a space for a dance party. Like you need to do all these things because if you don't do these things, then no one's going to show up and like be ready to dance. But like If you're having a dinner party, you know, we want to focus on candles. Candles really warm up a space. I love putting candles everywhere for my dinner parties. Just, it just creates such a beautiful, beautiful ambiance. Um, I love to do a really cute aesthetic tablescape for people to take pictures by. I love having essential oils going, or I'll just like roast garlic in the oven because garlic smells insane and it always makes people like it's like pavlov you know you smell roasted garlic and you just start to drool a bit so then they know they're like getting hungry they're like oh i'm so excited for this dinner party what else do we need we need light music background music like good chill music that people can talk over a great um 
a great playlist on Spotify for this is Lo-Fi Work Beats. Fantastic. Or Graham has a few uh, Spotify playlists that are fantastic. Like one is called Atlantic Avenue. Perfect dinner party music. Like literally perfect dinner party music. It's just enough. It gets you uh, just jazzed and feeling good. It's important. It's important. Um, but if you're having a themed party, you know, you're going to want to have decorations that go with your theme. You're going to want to have food that goes with the theme. Like I always think of a Halloween party and you're just going to want to have spiderweb everywhere. Like just create an ambiance. And what's really fun about this is that decorating can be, you know, sometimes people go all out and they, and they like buy a lot and do a lot and it's crazy. But I like to get creative. I love when I'm decorating for a certain party, I'll hit the thrift store for, well, first I'll check my own inventory. Like, are there cool things that I have that I can put out to like make, make an ambiance? So for instance, we just hosted Thanksgiving and the theme was a Rocky Mountain Thanksgiving because it was like all my best friends first Thanksgiving together and we all moved to the Rockies and it's cute. So Rocky Mountain Thanksgiving. What did I do for my tablescape? I put rocks everywhere. I put rocks everywhere in the house. Honestly, I had rocks everywhere. I had candles everywhere. I had flowers. Well, my friend brought over flowers, which matched perfectly. Like it was cute. I got I got pretty crafty. I didn't really shop for much for that. I think the only thing I had to go buy was more um, silverware (laughs) because we didn't have any. We had no silverware. So you just want to set yourself up for success. But the thrift store is a fantastic place to find cute little knickknacks just to elevate the scene. I also really enjoy creating a flow, if you will. So when I have a party, I want there to be a lot of movement. I want people to feel so comfortable that they're walking around, talking to everyone. They're touching every room in the house. They're just, they're moving. Stagnant energy sucks. We know this stagnant energy in your body sucks. It's when you're like not feeling your best. We, we don't like it. So if no one, if no one's like really moving around at your party, Bleh. They're going to leave early. I swear to God, you got to get people moving. So how I like to do this is I like to set up different stations around the house. So like I'll set up food in one area. I'll put a chilling area in like somewhere else, like where for people to just sit and chill and talk. I will put a bar all the way across the house, nowhere near the food so that they have to go all the way to the bar. Plus they see more of the house. It just, it makes the whole night kind of like an exploration instead of just like showing up, handed a drink, standing in the same spot the whole night, talking to the same person. It just, you know, a nice flow just creates a lot of movement and it just makes for a better party. A bar is kind of important to have. I like to set everything out for my guests to help themselves. Um, there was one party where I I was trying to serve everyone, but I just found myself the whole night making drinks and it got boring for me. Honestly, it was fun for everyone else, but it got boring for me. So I've learned to let the people help themselves. 
And this is just awesome because like people bring their own wine, blah, 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 all this fun stuff. Like just put it out for everyone to use and everyone will be happy. Now for my favorite part, creating the connection. As a host, you know your guests the best. So what I like to do to create that, you know, connection between other guests is I will find two people that have one thing in common and I'll bring them up to meet each other and I will talk out loud about that one thing they have in common. For instance, if I knew somebody who lived in New York City for four years and I know another friend who lived in New York City for two, I will bring them both together and I'll say, hey Tess, hey Matt, guess what? You both lived in New York City for a stint in your life and I and I love New York City, so you guys should talk about your experience with that. I don't like obviously say all that, but like I just encourage conversation. And then these people are like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then you can gracefully exit the stage and connect somebody else. I think it's really important as a host to facilitate conversation because if you don't know one will, people, especially in our adult life, Um, They're really comfortable. They're really comfortable with who they know and what they do. So more often than not, well, it depends on your guests also. Like I know a lot of introverts, so this is why I'm saying this, but like they won't reach out unless you do the first initial uh, introduction, which is cool. And then that's just how your friends become friends with like every, you know, your friends, friend groups collide and then you just have this big friend group and it's just so much more fun and you know all the all the things yeah so I that's like one of the most important tips I have is like don't let your guests just wander get them talking to people get them involved get them talking to people and then they're gonna have a great time they're gonna stay all night and they're gonna just get so drunk and it's gonna be awesome another like extra tip is kind of to have a surprise element to your party I, two years ago, I was going to host a Halloween party. A lot of shit went down. One of our roommates got COVID, so we had to cancel literally the day that we were supposed to have the party. But I, for my surprise element, I set up a scavenger hunt around the house (laughs) and it was so fucking awesome. And then for Thanksgiving this year, my surprise element was like a whole game at dinner. Honestly, we got so carried away with conversation at dinner that I forgot to mention the surprise element, but it was actually really funny. I used all of the same napkins. I used all of the same napkin um, holders. Uh, What are they little called? You know, the things that you put napkins in to make look all cute. I don't I don't really know what they're called, but I used all of the same ones except one was different. And then all the forks were the same except one was different. And I was going to, at the end of dinner, say, okay, whoever has the the different fork and the different holder, like stand and I was going to say that those two like won something but in all reality they were going to win the opportunity to do all the dishes but I think the other reason why this didn't really work out was because our sink broke on Thanksgiving so (laughs) we were just kind of shit out of luck with that one no one could do any dishes for like four whole days after Thanksgiving as you can imagine our house was an absolute mess for those four days but it was just 
oh it was awesome thanksgiving was awesome but yeah that's like my extra hot tip and if you're feeling if you're like super crafty and like creative like me i just like that shit i just like to do things stupid things like that well silly things we'll call them silly things like that um that's always just really fun it makes your guests giggle you know what i mean and then they'll they'll never forget it but all in all i think always the goal of hosting is to make everyone feel comfortable is to make them feel grateful for coming to your to your experience that you put on that's like a huge goal of mine and then my other goal is to make sure that everyone leaves with a smile on their face because uh, good parties man good parties are good they're good for the soul it's just connection is fantastic community is awesome and if you can make like at you know at least five people leave your house with a smile and a new friend bravo you killed it like that is the best because some of my very best friendships I met through parties and oh, I just love those people with all my heart and I'm just so grateful that I ran into them because if I never did my life would be so boring so connection is everything oh, it's just it's it's a beautiful thing but that's it that's all I got for you. That's literally all I have. I'm not going to bombard you with anything else, but if you're hosting a holiday party this year, good luck. Tag me in your pictures. I want to know what tips and tricks you used from this pod, if you did use any, but let me just know how it goes because I love parties. They're so fun. They're so fun, but yeah, that's all I got. I hope you have a magical day and I'll see you next week. Bye.